0: but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, <laughs> known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP, DDP yoga. It's time, it's your time.
1: Working out combined with the eating habits.
2: my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors, DDPY Maniacs. It is me, Michael D. Mullins, here for Mike at 90% and right here at DDP Radio Live at ddpradio.com. I am broadcasting live right now uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances with the landlord. We have now been bumped up to the 998th floor of the (laughs) DDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. The headquarters of our operation. And uh, if you go on the top, top, top of this tower and you look directly to your north, you will find the lovely, the talented, my friend and yours, the one and only head of social media of GDP Radio and uh, also producer. Uh, uh, intern, uh, human resources, and basically everything else that we can't afford to pay you for. Uh, we
0: we have the one and
2: only, lovely and talented Crystal Stewart. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm a jack of all I'm lovely.
2: I, <laughs> I well, that's something. I was talking to Crystal beforehand, and we we started the chat feature here on Blog Talk Radio again. So if you guys. Uh, have a, a, a login feel free to hop in the chat and ask some questions but I said to her, I said, no, she was going to sign up for a new login. I said, do it like Crystal DDP Radio or something, and we'll call you, like, head of social media as if, like, we sound bigger than anything that possibly is going on right now, <laughs> as if I'm not sitting in, on the floor in my underwear doing this show. Make it sound like yeah, we're work yeah. our crap together. <laughs> uh, but if head of social media, sounds like we at least know what we're doing. <laughs> but uh, So feel free to uh, use that chat feature if you guys are on there. If there's any problems, let me know, because I'm one who set it up, so there's probably <laughs> going to be problems. So uh, just putting that out there right now. And uh, another thing, real quick. Um, apparently, uh, the, the world is ending outside of my uh, home right now. We got a horrible thunder and lightning storm. So for any reason, oh. this thing goes down, Crystal, you're going to have to carry the the hosting duties because we do lose power if I sneeze over here. So I uh, just wanted <laughs> to throw that out there ahead of time. Uh, there's lightning and thunder and I, I think I just saw a uh, woman flying on a broomstick by my window, so it's, it's chaos. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyways, um, well, we're going to get right into it. Uh, real quick, uh, I just had a, a, a crazy weekend, a um, oh, busy, busy, busy weekend. I went to uh, the NWA, the uh, old uh, wrestling convention here in, in uh, Charlotte, which we have done several years in a row. Jake was there. Scott Hall was there. Uh, a lot of great, uh, great talent down there. Um, I'll tell you about it in a second. But beforehand, I want to just bring on my guest right now so we can include him right away into the conversation. Uh, we've been doing this Warrior of the Week segment um, almost every week for the past several weeks. It's gotten so much great response. So many people... Uh, are loving this segment, and it, it's so great because there's so much comfort in hearing somebody else's stories. Both the similarities and the differences kind of makes you feel like you're not in this battle alone. And every story we've gotten so far, we've gotten some kind of response from the listeners that say, I related to that, or I really understood this, or that hit home. So it's really cool kind of just seeing our peers and talking to our peers in this journey. And, and uh, a lot of people are similar and a lot of people have a lot of things and struggles they can relate to. And a lot of people uh, share in everyone's, you know, with victories and, and, and struggles. Um, but this guy has got a hell of a story and uh, we're really excited to have him on here. He's come greatly recommend. Of course, Stacy Morris got hold of me ahead of time and told me that, uh, that I got a good one uh, tonight. We got a good guest. So uh, if, if Stacy gives you the nod, that means, you're you're good in my book. So uh, we want to improve, uh, introduce him right now. Um, a DDP Radio DDPY uh, Warrior of the Week for this week, August the twenty-first. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Hatler. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty great. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful.
2: Chris, how are you?
1: <laughs> I. You I know. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. Um, I was going to preface this by saying I was uh, pretty blown away to have been uh, recommended. Um, I was at my desk at work and thought I was going to have to uh, um, step away because the the happy the happy tears were about to just start projectile launching from my face.
2: Um, uh, oh. that's that's awesome, and, and you know. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about you in the next, uh, you know, few minutes, and, and we like to kind of like, you know, get to know our our our, our guests on the air. And uh, you got a hell of a story to tell, so we're really excited to kind of get into it from the beginning. Um, to start things off, to get things going, real quick here, I got to ask because there's usually something that somebody either goes through or there's a moment in time that kind of clicks for you that really makes you either seek a change whether it needs to lose weight you need to kind of change your attitude you know your energy levels there's something that usually begins somebody's journey here at gdpy a time frame in their lives or whatever it may be that we call their gdpy origin story um what is your origin story was there any kind of moment that made you seek out this program and and decide to really double down and buckle down to make a change in your life
1: uh yes so uh, the The time frame was uh, roughly the, the summer fall of 2014. I was uh, struggling uh, I had been it had been about a year since I had gotten a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Um, I'd always had high blood pressure um, since my 20s, was always controlling it with medicine, uh, but it was, uh, for, for a previous job, I had to go and get a physical in order to be able to drive a vehicle. You need a what's called a DOT card, and um, I didn't think much of it. Went to went to the um, the the Ready Med place uh, and uh, had my physical, and then they did a finger stick test in the office, and my blood sugar popped 285, and that was cause for concern. So uh they told me that I needed to go to my regu- my primary care doctor, I needed to have uh, a a more detailed look, um, had to control that with medicine they, they, before I could get my my permanent card. And um and that was that was the wake up call. Now, going back years several prior to that, I was always always a, a heavy guy through college. Uh, didn't do anything really to control the the way that I ate what i ate um, was uh you know went to school for computer science played video games uh led a very sedentary lifestyle and um you know again didn't really think much of it um and then you know into my thirties and I'm working and you know i'm I'm getting by you know i i I never really gave flexibility or anything like that much thought I had didn't really do anything athletic since middle school. Um, and then this was the moment. So all of a sudden, you know, you hear that and you know, it, it runs in my family. So that's the, that's the moment where something had to be done to, to change things. And that job that I worked at was, uh, I worked long hours. I worked erratic hours and, um, I, I went to the gym regularly. I was going to the gym regularly. I wasn't seeing results and was finding, you know, coming to that, to that moment where you hear that how you can't outwork your fork. And yep. um, so it was the summer. So uh, also to, to preface this, um, this coming October is my five-year DDPY anniversary. So the, the road to that started in June uh, when my wife Julia found the Arthur video on Facebook, we—I didn't even—I wasn't even at the time considering the program or anything like that. She just found it and shared it, so that's what kind of put it on the radar. And then, I guess by the fall, I, you know, it came to the point where the gym wasn't working anymore, mostly because I didn't—I would work a 10 to 12-hour day, I would be done by 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night, and the last thing I wanted to do was go to the gym, and. Um so my wife says to me Julia says to me have you ever heard of Diamond Dallas Page and I say of course I have I huh. uh, my my college roommates and I watched WCW and WWE in in the uh, late 90s in kind of the 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 last breath of WCW um you know Wolfpack pack days whatever but we knew who we knew who DDP was my my college roommate was and is still huge, uh, DDP fan. And so it's like, why, why do you ask? It's like, well, he has a fitness program. He has a yoga program and you can do it from home. There's DVDs. And I'm all like, okay. And, um, I had at the time, and and I'm still kind of in that range of, you know, I was, I was probably in my two fifties and was looking to, to be down, Ultimately, to be down to a point where I could, so basically, my primary care doctor said, okay, we'll put you on medicine to control your blood sugar, and, you know, we all know the story of what does, what, what do our doctors do, how do they answer things, but they answer things with medicine. Yeah. Um, so, okay, that got me to a point where my blood sugar was reasonable, but I didn't want to be on that medicine for the rest of my life. And so the program, the program offered a way to to work out at home without equipment, um, and it offered an eating plan that really was, you know, in the beginning, you know, it, it gluten free, dairy free, um, you know, no processed foods, organic, and that sort of that sort of got me and got my my head into the okay, well now it's time to start learning the, about this stuff, and really set me down a path of now I'm to the point where, you know, I will look for ways to, to take a recipe. Somebody will find a recipe. And the perfect example is um, uh, somebody shared, this was last year, I think it was somebody shared a, because it was the fall and pumpkin spice season is in full swing. And somebody shared a pumpkin spice cheesecake recipe. And I'm like, well, I want to do that, but I don't want to do it the junky way the recipe goes. So I want to, you know, I want to do a, a blend of gluten-free flour and an uh, and almond flour, and I want to do a dairy-free cheesecake. And um, so that's what I'll do: is I'll go and I'll grab a recipe, and I'll be like, okay, how can I do this better? How can I how do how can I identify the ingredients that are in here that are that are going to either Set me back on my goals, or, or, um, make me feel awful, or both. And so, how am I going to take these recipes? How am I going to make them better? And uh, you mentioned Stacy, and um, so I did a I did a review um, on Stacy's latest book on Amazon. Uh, she had oh. reached. She had asked people who read it. Uh, untended soul to 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 review it and so i read it i think i read it i i think i've been in the course of a of an airplane flight and uh and gave it the review and um stacy has been very kind enough to me to somebody that she hardly knows to you know to be as as uh you know, accommodating, you know, reach out to her on messenger. And, and, and when we chat periodically and things like that, she didn't know me from, from anybody other than that. We did DDPY together or, you know, we both did the program. Um, and a big example is, is she has a dairy free cheesecake recipe in her, um, sweet comfort book. And so, um, it's a big deal. Um, my mom's side of the family is from Tennessee, I grew up in the South and big dessert uh, thing in the South is banana pudding. And I set out to make a banana pudding that wasn't awful, that didn't use jello, And I said, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to pair it with Stacy's dairy-free cheesecake. And the whole thing is on my blog, the entire journey, because it was a journey and it was extensive. But um, I managed to get something that I could – eat and be, and say, you know, I can indulge in the sweetness and things like that here and there. And, and that's the way to do it. That's, 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 that's awesome. incredible. That's, and
2: as soon as you mentioned the pumpkin spice, I had to bring up uh, uh, Stacy Morris, because first of all, if you've never been to her blog, go to Stacy com, and her books are on Amazon as well. But Stacey has long been my on the DL, not so DL, uh, pumpkin spice <laughs> dealer. During the fall season, when I need when I need a fix, I go meet Stacy behind some shady Whole Foods in the parts unknown. We make a we make a deal behind the dumpster, and she hooks me up with the best pumpkin spice clean recipe that she could have in her possession at the moment. So she's great at you know, kind of taking those recipes and uh, you know flipping them around because. You know, for a while, a lot of times I would just, if I make like long term progress on a, on a, a diet, quote unquote, um, I'd end up eventually going to that mode where I'm like, I don't want to eat lettuce for the rest of my life. I only got to a top tops a hundred tops 100 years on this planet anyways. So I don't want to spend it miserable. So that would be kind of my my invitation to myself to just go wild again. And through getting to know Stacey through, first of all, DDPY and, of course, a co-host on DDP Radio for so many years, she kind of reintroduced me to the fact that you can eat well and be clean, eat clean. And those were always two separate formulas in my life, Uh, one or the other, happiness or misery, clean or, you know, fun, you know, clean eating or good eating, you know. But it is – and I'm not going to sugarcoat things. You're not going to be able to buy Entenmann's off the counter, off the rack. You know, you're not going to buy uh, Little Debbie on the, on, the, on, the, on the bakery aisle. It takes work. Well, it's, going to know, take it's work funny that you a Little
1: Debbie. If I'm going to interrupt you for <laughs> just a second. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so speaking of Little Debbie, I decided, what the heck, I was in a grocery store, and I saw them, and they were 50 cents each. And um, I bought two of them. I bought two. Prep. Oh, sure.
0: What is that? I don't know what that is.
1: Okay. Little Debbie is a brand and it's a brand of, of baked goods.
0: Okay. And,
1: and I, um, I mean, it was never something like, you know, that I had a religious experience over, but it was something that was in part, you know, part of my childhood, I guess you could say. And, um, they make these things called oatmeal cream pies, which is basically two oatmeal cream oatmeal cookies with a cream filling. And, they're really tasty, but they're really awful. And I'm not going to lie, I was in a grocery store. I saw them. I'm like, uh, oh, I haven't had one in a while. Let's see what they taste like. They were 50 <laughs> cents each. I bought two of them. I ate one. I looked at the other one. I said, oh, maybe I'll have it tomorrow. I kept it, and I got up the next morning, and I threw it in the garbage because it was yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah.
2: Once you get off that stuff, and let me just preface this by saying little Debbie and I were in a sordid, toxic affair for for several, several decades. But um, (laughs) it was an abusive relationship. I I loved her, and she just treated me terribly. But um, (laughs) after a while, when you finally get yourself off of that stuff, and you get off of it for long enough, and you eat real food long enough, when you go back to those, like, snack cakes and those mass-produced, like, cookies and stuff, they taste like chemicals. They taste like chlorine, or they taste like pool water. There's, you don't notice it when you're conditioned to it, but once you kind of eliminate that stuff in your life long enough, and you take a bite out of it, you're almost cringe. You're, it's disgusting. Yep. Which is and that's a good the thing, thing that people. Because sometimes you need that reminder that it's not worth it.
1: True, but also I think what people, especially people that have. That, that have a lot of weight to lose, like I did at one point. I feel like a lot of people get discouraged because they say, just like you did before, well, I don't want to eat lettuce for the rest of my life. Right, well, right. Well, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that it is possible to change your taste for food. You have to give it some time. You have to give it maybe three weeks or something like that. But you can change the way that you Thing, the things that you enjoy and the things that you don't. Um, and the biggest thing for me was with Dunkin' Donuts coffee, um, you know, when you ask for the flavored syrup, and actually even Starbucks too, um, you know, by default, if you ask for a mocha latte from Starbucks, they put five pumps of syrup into it. Yep. Yeah. If you get the peppermint mocha, they put five pumps of mocha and five pumps of peppermint. And if you start to focus and willingly start to get yourself off of that, if I ever ask for two and, and they put more in by mistake or whatever, or somebody wasn't, didn't care or didn't, wasn't paying attention, I would know. I'd be like, holy crap, somebody did not listen to me. Um, you know, uh, cultivating a taste for vegetables that aren't drowned in butter or – um, you know, experimenting with different seasonings and herbs and spices and things like that to get to the point where you can enjoy food that is good for you, that provides you with the nutrition, the, the nutrients that you need to survive. Um, right. You know, it's possible. And if that's probably the biggest message that I can get out to anybody that's listening, it's that it is possible. It stinks. And you're going to eat things that, that may not taste good in the short term. But I would gladly take a bag of steamed broccoli, throw it in the microwave, take it out, put it in a bowl, put hot sauce on it, and eat it, and would be happy. Whereas 20 years ago, I would laugh.
0: So, Craig, I have a sure. question for you. Um, how, how has it been since you've been on this journey? Um, how key has it been? to be mindful of what you're putting in your mouth because I know a lot of people listening to this, um, they eat on autopilot.
1: Oh, and I, and and I, and I'm not going to tell you that I don't, you know, there, there are definitely times that I do. And probably my worst, my worst autopilot time is, is the drive to work because I will stop and get coffee and you know, well, you're in the, you're in the car, you know, you need to make sure you have at least one hand on the road. And so my biggest nemesis is something for breakfast that you can hold on to. Um, and so I have to, and I still struggle with it, and I still have to get to myself to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in the car. I'm not going to drink or eat anything in the car. And um, that that's definitely an autopilot moment for me when it comes to eating. Right. Um, yep. Go ahead.
0: No, sorry. I was just going to say, it's um have, it's amazing the routine that you just get into. It becomes such a habit just to grab something on autopilot and not even be consciously aware of what you're putting in. But calories go in. They don't necessarily always come out the way you think they're going to.
1: Oh yeah. And there's a guy there's there is a there's a trainer who I started following on, on Twitter, um and he had a, a very um a very apt quote that said, You don't have to count calories, but calories count. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um and um, you know, I have struggled I have struggled with eating, you know, eating when I'm stressed, eating when I'm upset, um, you know, and you know, there are times when I can keep it under control and there are times when I can't. And, um, you know, it's it's never something that for me, I don't feel like it's ever something that's going to completely go away. But now I get to the point where it's like, okay, I know that, you know, I have to eat some vegetables. Or I need to, you know, I need to not eat uh, that that thing, which is tasty, but is is doing no good for me like I if right. nothing else if nothing else if I can say to myself okay I'll go somewhere and I'll get a huge salad or I'll go to a um, I've uh, come across some of these chains of restaurants that are like these fast um, fast fire pizza and it's like if I want something like that that is gonna that's gonna tick the boxes for my taste buds then I'm going to either eat it completely vegetarian or and if it has meat on it, I'm going to pile on, ever give me every vegetable you possibly can, broccoli, artichokes, roasted red peppers, throw them all on there. So at least I know that I'm getting the nutrition at the same time.
2: One of the uh, key elements of, of, you know, what this, what we do here. Yeah, Christina Ann, one of my favorite people in the world, named the DDP uh, Why account, Accountability Crib when it first was coined, uh, coined there, uh, because accountability, accountability is such a huge uh, focus of what we do, and what you know it is, is successful. Uh, and one of the key elements for me is in the accountability thing is when and he, I can almost all my ups and downs can be measured by whether I was paying attention to what I was eating and what I wasn't.
1: When I write stuff
2: down, when I keep track of things, I'm doing well. And when I'm not, I'm not. And accountability, uh, when you kind of take that time to really introduce yourself, to really focus on the accountability factor of what you're eating, you at first will be appalled. Um, I didn't realize that the majority of my calorie intake every day was what my friend Tim calls the BLTs, Flicks and Tastes, which wasn't in a meal it was when you're making the meal and you have a bite of this and you lick the spoon of that. And then you do this. There are so many on a for that. Your mind doesn't even register throughout the day calories that you're putting in your body. And that accountability factor kind of trains you before you put anything in your mouth, either write it down or take a note of it mentally or physically or whatever it may be. Uh, when you train yourself to do that and you start looking at every bite, then you'll notice the bites that you never noticed before. And you notice the bites, the licks, the taste, the BLTs, And you're appalled by how many caloric value you're putting into your body that you're not even counting on your mental registry at the end of the day because it's not a meal. It's just a bite. But those add up, and those do people terrible, terrible harm over time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, changing your diet, of course, uh, was a a big thing. Now, can I ask you how much you've lost total since your five-year anniversary? Because the picture here is unbelievable. (laughs)
1: thank you um so i have been up and down since since my since the 2014 um but i would say net wise um i i am at about a 30 pound net um but i'm not done and uh i i would like to to see myself somewhere down in the neighborhood of uh of 200 but um what's interesting is is that this last go round where I, where I stuck to the program down to the, I took monthly pictures and, and everything and, and did regular workouts um, from April to April, basically. Um, uh, and now I lost my train of thought where was I was going to with that. Um, I, oh, that's what it was. I got to a point where um, just this past May, uh, have been going through some significant life changes uh, we're going through relocation um, I've I, I'm becoming acquainted with uh, North Carolina uh, not to not to go off on too long of a tangent but um, anyhow um, I stopped weighing myself I basically the last time I'd weighed myself was the end of May and uh, the last time I weighed myself after that was uh, at the doctor's office this past uh, August this So it was not this past Monday, but the Monday prior, um, I needed, I, I, uh, new job, new insurance, new doctor at the same time. It was also three months into, uh, checking my A1C. And, um, so first of all, I hadn't weighed myself since the end of May. So I went two months basically where my weight did not change to within maybe a pound or two. That was the first thing. And So I wasn't, I was not paying attention to it every week the way I had been in the past. And the second thing was, is that, um, thankfully I back in January, I had found a doctor that, uh, basically said to me, okay, well, you know, you're doing really well, uh, as far as controlling your blood sugar is concerned. So I think that it's time that we start weaning you off the medicine, the metformin. And so back in April, I guess let's see. No, I guess it was January. January I went down to half, and then by April I had gotten it again. And she said, "Well, you can go off completely, and we'll see what it looks like in three months." So from April to August, it had I had been on nothing. And so, A1 the way the A1C works is is that it's a it's an aggregate. It's it's the degree to which sugar binds to your blood molecules, your hemoglobin, and mm-hmm it It's a three month aggregate because um your blood cells have roughly a two to three month lifespan so um my a one c was five point four back in April, so then we wanted to say three months, see what it looks like, no medicine. It was at a five point one with no medicine this past this just a week ago, so wow long story short i've been i've been able to control it um for three months without medicine um which was the goal so that's i' mean, it's just one of i'm sorry
0: it's huge that's a big deal yeah yeah
1: so Aww. between that and 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 not having the scale as a you know a measuring Device, which is something that, you know, and it affects everybody, it affects guys, it affects girls' body image, um, you know. And I just recently was, was listening to somebody saying, you know, oh, I wish the scale would move. You know, every time I get uh-huh. on it, it goes up. And I was, I was like, okay, here's what you do go to your doctor and have your doctor take your vitals, get your blood pressure, get your bl- uh, blood sugar. Cholesterol, triglycerides, that's probably the big four you need to keep an eye on. If you get good numbers from that, then really the only thing that weight is going to do is um, put pressure on your organs and on your your joints, which is certainly not a, you know, it's not a great place to be in, but as long as your vital numbers, you know, your, your risk factor for cardiovascular disease is low, then weight doesn't mean anything. No, no,
0: I get what you're Mm -hmm. saying about the scale and becoming a slave to the scale. So, once upon a time, I was getting really obsessed with the numbers on the scale, and I was getting fed up because it just wouldn't move. So, I ran my scale over with my car, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I have a which is
2: which is which is a warning to anyone who wants to break her heart or mess with Crystal in the future. <laughs> she did that to the scale. She won't be, yeah, she's not afraid to bust some, bust some kneecaps. Uh, that's incredible, man. I mean, see, uh, we have, I mean, uh, you said you had diabetes in the family. I've had diabetes right in my family, my entire life. I've had a weight problem my whole life recently got checked for all my diabetic stuff. Um, surprisingly, my numbers were great but my father has diabetes, my grandmother had diabetes, my grandparents on both sides of the other side had diabetes. So I get that staring down, you know, that should have been motivation growing up enough to lose weight. But for some reason, especially myself, I'm going to speak for myself, you live in that world of that's eh, not going to happen to me. You know, it's it's and if I I always said to myself the most bullshit things. I'd say, "Well, I'd rather enjoy life and die early than uh than, uh, than be miserable and try to eat healthy and stuff, which is a cool thing. And it sounds like you're being a badass when you say it. But let me tell you the first thing. My dad's had had health issues for the past 15 years of his life. And I guarantee you, he would he wishes to have, he could have done things differently. And yep. it's it's easy to kind of get in that mindset until you're faced with the fact that, okay, now I'm diagnosed with diabetes or now I'm diagnosed with this. Now I'm actually looking at a timeline of where my life could be over. They always say, uh, your health and time is the one thing that you take for granted until uh, until it's gone and or you know, when, until it's running out. And, you know, it's it's a brief, you know, I feel like a badass saying that. Like, oh, I, I'd rather live two more days happy than the rest of my life healthy. But um, it, it really is selfish when you think of it to have that information in your hands and still just want to live like that. And so many people like me do that. Like, we don't confront the problems until – they become an emergency situation. Um, until you have a family unfortunately member that sometimes uses, that's member the that
1: bypass surgery. I'm sorry exactly. to talk over you, but did you hear that? Yeah.
2: Oh no, go ahead Ben.
1: No, I was just gonna say no, until uh, you uh, find out until you find out that you have a family member that needs bypass surgery or that has a stroke or that has cancer or, you know, something something that could have been uh, alleviated or, or, or avoid it altogether. If you made those changes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Absolutely. you know, and I, I'm very happy. I'm very happy about my blood sugar situation. But like I said, I, I had been, been, um, had hypertension since my twenties. And that's something that I still have having trouble licking. And so that's, now you know I'm I'm sticking to my medicine for the blood pressure for the for the immediate future. Um, once we get settled, though, then you know I have all the tools at my disposal. I know, and if it means that I have to eat less meat because you know so so much meat is processed, and and contains so much sodium. You know, I basically, you know, I I still have some some obstacles to overcome, uh, but I have all the tools at my disposal. I have them. I have. Um, two just overwhelming sources of support in, you know, in terms of fitness communities. Um, I'm, I have DDPY and I have a fitness kickboxing program that I am a, uh, a part of, which I never thought I would be almost two doing that for almost two years and something which is also pretty cool because having a mat to go to um, allows me to sneak DDPY in um, in the course of either either warming up for the kickboxing class or um, you know the, the the stretching and the cool down afterwards, I can I can sneak it in there and you know every once in a while I you know when I decide to to uh, bust out a roundhouse, I hope that somebody says oh I wonder how he did that. Um, but uh, you know I have the communities, I have the family, I have the friends, I have my wife Julia, I have all the the tools and the support that I need to. You know, it won't be much longer before I'll be able to to lick the the blood pressure medicine, and then I'll be in an even better place than I was. But one of the things to 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 give DDPY a, a shout out in terms of flexibility, and you know, getting getting into literally physically getting into places where I needed to for the sake of my job. Um, This new role that I'm in is an IT role, but it's probably the most physically demanding IT role I've ever had, uh, which sounds funny, but um, I basically took a picture one day. I'm working at a a university in North Carolina, and um, I took a picture of the risers in the gym where we had to run network cables for new student orientation because one of my team members laid down all that cable but when orientation was finished and we needed to clean up the gym, I needed to get underneath those risers and pull all those cables out. And if it weren't for DDPY, I would not have been able to do that.
2: Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean that's, getting, that that stuff is is different. You know, when you start getting in shape and your your body reacts differently, and you know, it's, there are demanding things to just you know everyday life that you don't think about. Um, I think it's amazing. First of all, you know, uh, to put this out real quick, um, you talked about the the diabetes, you talked about the blood pressure, you talked about getting your numbers together. I have certain health problems in my life, but all of my health problems are, are correctable by me. I can, I can change my lifestyle to a point where all of my health problems go away. And that's something I've known for a long time. Um, Right now I have a friend of mine, uh, a good friend of mine, who's uh, in hospice care um, uh, for cancer. And uh, he probably only has a couple days left to live. And he is going to be the third friend of mine within the past two months to die of cancer that is younger than me. That's 35 years old. And, you know, when you when you talk about that and you put perspective, I'm I'm 36, I'm sorry, uh, so they're younger than me. When I looked at them, and I, I, I kind of was looking back at all, because it's kind of overwhelming. You kind of you really can't get your bearings together about it. But I started looking at all the treatments they went through and all the, the attempts to solve their cancer problem or the, the, all the methods that were painful and brutal and harsh and exhausting to, to topple this. And I felt guilty. I felt really guilty. I'm like, here are people literally willing to do whatever they can to save their lives. And I'm taking mine for granted because I feel some bullshit, you know, desire to have an extra piece of cake or, or not work out today or to order pizza when I know I shouldn't be eating pizza. When you see somebody doing anything they can and struggling for a chance, but you're taking it for granted, it's pretty humbling. And when those people are are part of your life and your age and your friends and your peers and people you've grown up with, it's almost a slap in the face. So I just, you know, I implore you people, you know, everyone out there listening to really just take stock of your health and take stock of the numbers on the, on those, you know, tests and, And if you have the ability to to do something or alter your lifestyle to change your health, even if it's difficult, I think you owe it to the people who can't to really take that opportunity to heart. And it's, it's amazing that you've kind of really done that and you're seeing results and proof that we have so much power within our own hands. We have so much power to change our lives and to change our health ourselves. And uh, that's pretty incredible.
1: It is. And, you know, and even, even, 30 year old version of me would have been like yeah you know I'll probably be like this for the rest of you know for the rest of my life I mean you know I, I, I there came a point in time where I suppose I resigned myself um, but um, you know about 10 years ago you know we we had um, you know we had some some health issues in the family and we all kind of looked at ourselves looked at each other and said well we have to make a change um, because we don't want to go through we don't. We don't want to experience just you know. Who knows? You know. One day it's this. One day it's that. One day it's a heart attack. One day it's a stroke. Um, you know. Uh, one day it's you know. And then and then who are we saying goodbye to before we before we have to or before we should? You know.
0: Yeah, and it just goes to prove it. I mean, it just your wellness. You generally your general wellness um, will always fall into two categories. Are you going to make it a priority or is it an option? Right. Right. I mean, it really
2: is that simple. Yeah. And you owe it to yourself and your family and the people around you to make you a priority. I know a lot of, I don't know if you're, if you have any kids or a parent or, or a husband or a wife or whatever, I mean, you, you mentioned you had a wife, um, but I'm yeah. just saying so many people nowadays feel like that it, it's it's selfish to kind of focus on you or the fact that I'm going to eat well or, or focus on me and get to the gym every night, especially if you got a lot of commitments, you feel selfish taking that time. But it's probably the most unselfish thing you can do is to focus on yourself because there's nothing right. more selfless than to stick around for your family, you know. Yeah, I call yep. it shelfy. Uh you have to be selfishly healthy and you've got to do that to be able to give to the family and your friends and your job and your community. You need to be okay and you need to be healthy enough to do so. So there is so much importance in taking that time that you need to be well so you can be well for everyone around you that, you know, dependent on and love you.
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah, but I at agree. the same time it's also knowing it's also knowing that you can, that the the changes are within your power and having people who believe in you. And, um, you know, uh, I, I didn't have that for myself in my twenties and college. And I didn't have that, you know, and, and I mean, it's not to say that, you know, my family members and my friends ever wanted to see me, you know, See me suffer, uh, you know, awful health ailments. But at the same time, it was always just sort of, you know, just status quo. And I, and you know, it's it's unfortunate that you need wake up calls. You know that that you know, you wish that something would come along that would give you the wake up call that wasn't, oh, you know, your, you know, your grandfather's, you know, your grandfather has lung cancer or your your uncle had a heart attack, you know, you don't want those to be the wake up calls, but if those have to be the wake up calls, then you know, I I suppose it's it's one of those, you know, hard lessons.
0: Yeah, and you, you, you sorry Mike, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Crystal. No, go ahead. No, go for it. I mean I was just gonna say you can only dodge your responsibility to yourself for so long. I agree yeah, yeah I mean and and you, have to, but you have
1: to you also have to be kind of in a mindset to think that that again that it's within your power and and yeah. you know, I definitely have been in a place where I was like, well this will never you know I can't do this, i can't you know i I'm gonna be this way for the for the long haul, you know, and for me, it wasn't finding you know i you know it wasn't finding it it was finding a partner who believed in it enough in me to, to, um, to kick my ass to, to tell me to, you know, hmm. this is what you want. This is what you want bad enough. Then, then, you know, put down the cookie and, or, or make ones that are better. And even if you make ones that are better, you know, cause that's another thing too, is okay, fine. So you set out to make, you set out to make that pumpkin cheesecake. That's healthier. Well, my problem in college, without with with completely zero oversight, I could have I could have had the box of cookies with the best ingredients known to man. I would sit there and eat the entire box. Yeah. So my problem yeah. wasn't just eating eating crappy food, but it was also eating until and I guess it goes back. It's it's not even so much the autopilot thing. It's just the just eating until you're until you're satisfied and like I said for me it was eat the entire damn box and and never eat any vegetables and sit down to the to the cafeteria and eat you know not one cheesesteak but two like I mean I it was it was pretty ridiculous and it's actually kind of funny that I bring this up because re- there was just recently a thread or a meme on Twitter going around with this was Um, give one piece of advice to somebody who is about to be a freshman in college starting first classes on Monday. And my first piece of advice was eat a vegetable. Find a vegetable (laughs) that you can like and eat it. Or, you know, if you want to eat a cheesesteak, only eat one. Like, you know, portion control and good food and highly nutritious food. You know, nutrient-dense, not calorie-dense. Like, those are probably, you know – for DDPY and all it says about gluten-free and dairy-free and things like that, you know, I think I'm at a place where it's, you know, eat nutrient-dense, eat less processed, and, and portions. So if I want a cookie bad enough, I'll have one. Or if I want a piece of cheesecake and it's, and it's cow dairy and it might make me feel like crap, well, okay, I'm going to have it, but I'm not going to have two or three. You know, I know. I, I've gotten to the point where I know. I've I've learned way more about, you know, cheat not to cheat anymore. That's one of Dallas's big phrases I remember from the, um, from some of the earlier DVDs or whichever. But, um, you know, I I know the rules of my own game. I guess.
2: Which is huge. I think
1: if. Oh, I mean, definitely.
2: I think that's the one takeaway, the, the biggest takeaway from our conversation with you. And, and I was talking about this last week. Uh, we were talking about the um, uh, addiction, you know, the, the, the 12-step programs, which, I mean, I, I know a lot yep. of people have had success with them. But the one thing that bothered me the most about those is, you know, you're, you're reading them. I, I've never been, but I have kind of know enough about it to, to kind of uh, understand it says you have to give yourself over to the, being powerless to your disease, and, and that never yeah. that never sit well with me, because my whole life was an excuse for being powerless, but when you realize that you do have power and you are powerful, that opens up a world to you when you realize that i 'm the one reaching for the bad decision i 'm the one who you know oh i, I can 't work out every day i 'm not the kind of guy yeah, you can get on the floor, work out. If you do it right now, you work out.
1: You have that ability do it in yourself. For you have the physical ability. Walk the
2: block. Exactly. Like you're in control. I mean, there's so much of us that uh, you know out in the world that we can't control, but there's so much of us in our own lives that we have full control over our destiny. Over. And, and sometimes you need so that kind of, of power
1: Maybe it's not so much a question of powerlessness, but the who has the who has the power. It's not necessarily a question of I have no power. It's the I've given this other thing power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for me, I mean, I've, I've always given, I've, I've given food power. And part mm-hmm. of my lifelong struggle is to say, okay, you know, yeah, it's a thing, and I like it, and it has the potential to have power over me, but I'm not going to let it. And I'm going to fight, and I'm going to keep fighting, and I'll probably fight for the rest of my life to, to you know, and maybe at least meet it halfway. Um, right. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to my own blog, even though I haven't really updated it at all recently. I mostly started it um, uh, during the uh, the Positively Unstoppable Challenge, but uh, it, it's still out there. And uh, I, I called it sparring with my shadow because shadow is a is a big uh, uh, part of uh, Jungian psychology, this whole idea that, you know, your, these negative aspects to your personality and to your, your consciousness are not something to be completely overcome and defeated and, and destroyed, but ultimately that you sort of like, you know, you dance with them and you make peace with them. And, you know, you, you figure out the things that your shadow needs in order to, for there to be, you know, the yin and yang to be there, to be a harmony. And, that's the reason why I picked that name for my blog, because, you know, food is, is a big representation of my shadow. It's, those, it's all those negative feelings. It's all that. It's that power, powerlessness. It's that, you know, I, I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm, I'm fat, and I'm always going to be fat. And, you know, the sparring is, is not fighting. It's not defeating. It's not destroying. It's, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this dance, and we're going to do this dance every single day. And sometimes I'm going to lead and sometimes you're going to lead. And, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to, we're going to do it in such a way that, um, you know, I'm going to get more days on this earth than I would otherwise. Yeah. I love That's a great analogy,
2: man. I like that.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I mean, I, Mike and I have talked about this on the show a few times, but it's really, I think this is where it's, super important to know um, that you've surrounded yourself with good people. And part of that support system, you need to have people in your life that are going to call bullshit on you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: It seems like you have that, you know, that, 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 um, in, in, in your wife, which you mentioned, when you found somebody that you can, that can support you, not unconditionally, but support you and support you in a way right. that they can call you when you're when you're not you know, when you're not firing. You gotta have somebody that's yep. gonna be honest with you in your life if you want something yep. Yep. to be you know, moving forward.
1: Yep. Because, yeah. because and, and, you um, know, and, and even down to my own you know, and you know, not to not to knock my own family, you know, but you know, even in those times when you know uh when when things were you know when things could have been better you know it was you know it was always oh it'll be you know it'll be okay and and everything will be fine and you know but you know it's oh maybe it runs in the family but part of and I another thing the idea of it runs in the family you know part of part of that was a likely in my, in the course of my this, these past five years for me, part of it has been education. And really, legitimately, there were things that we did not know. And, you know, it me going through this DDPY journey has been a lot of education, not just of myself, not just of my partner, not just of my friends, the fellow, you know, people that I, that I share with, my fitness kickboxing friends, GDPY people, but also my own family, and to say that you know, let's try and be better. There's always room for improvement. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. You know, don't say, oh, you know, I'm X years old, and you know, you know, I'm getting old. Well, you know, that doesn't mean anything. You know, now, now the power is in my hands to to make things better for the people that I've come to. You know, and you know, family by blood and found family, and right, and you know, so I can now, I now not only have the power to make things better for myself, I have the power to make things better for my family, and to turn around and be that person to say, okay, let's try and be better, and let's stay on top of that. And you know, you can't change the past, and you can't you can't make up for things that you didn't know in the past. But what we know now. We the knowledge that we have now is the power that we need to to, to be better.
2: I agree. That's Perfect. That's, that's the perfect way to uh, to kind of uh, end this. We got about five minutes left, and and I love that because you're going to be in a position to change a lot of lives and save a lot of lives, just like Arthur did for you when you saw that video, and for just like Stacy did when she helped you with all. See, there's always somebody that kind of is that moment for somebody. That moment, It doesn't have to change a lot. You know, they don't have to even be involved, but they were the catalyst for change. And Arthur did that uh, when, he, when you saw that video, and, and now you're going to do that for somebody else, whether the show, or your blog, or whatever it has, uh, you know, whatever way it will come to fruition. But I can tell that you're the kind of guy who wants to pass on what he has and uh, pass on what's been given to you. And I, I'm excited to see where that goes. So you've got to come back on sometime and, and chat with us and keep us up to date.
1: Uh, real quick, cool, you, you want made. to give us the blog, uh the the blog uh address Sure uh so sparringwithmyshadow.wordpress.com Awesome That's
2: awesome. Awesome. We appreciate it, man. That was a, that was a that was a great uh great story and great conversation and uh I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: Uh thank you very much for having me and I look forward to the next time.
2: Thanks, Craig. Oh, awesome. We appreciate thank you. it, man. Uh, and before okay. we go real quick, uh, Crystal, i gotta, I got to have yes. you kind of throw us out with a boat to kind of fire us up and get us rolling through the week.
0: Oh, this is a good one. So I have a friend who owns a company, um, and it's an apparel clothing. And the um, company is called HTFU, and it stands for Harder uh, Harden. harden the F up. I'm not going to say it because it's rude, but the quote is, your greatest obstacle in life stares back at you every time you look in the
2: mirror. I fucking love it. See, you won't say it, but yep. I will. I'm in the <laughs> great. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Crystal, thanks for the the quote. And uh Craig, thank you so much. Uh send love to thanks, everyone Craig. over there. Uh where you are. You're in we'll the, uh, North
1: Carolina too, I guess. Uh oh, yes. We're, we are we are making okay. our relocation to Raleigh, yes.
2: Oh awesome. I I live right outside of Raleigh.
1: So oh, you'll have to look fantastic. me up man. We'll do. Then more I... right, oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: crystal just gave you the warning. <laughs> See you guys very Thank you guys. But another yeah. episode of DDP Radio, live at com. We will see you guys next week with another episode. I think we may have the yoga doc on deck next, next week.
0: Yep, yep, Woo. that I know of.
2: All right. Well, tentatively have the yoga doc. If he cancels, um, I might just have to sing uh, karaoke for an hour or something. But uh, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll Lord. see you guys next week. Thank you, Crystal. We'll be back. for episode of DDP Radio Live Wednesday nights. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere you find your podcast. We'll see you guys soon. DDP Radio, see ya. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The
1: power bomb set up by Bates. Oh!
2: diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of